Stay the way, stay the way, no matter what life brings, you've got to stay the way. How the heaven are you? My name's Jonathan, and this is the Stay the Way podcast. I do this because Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And no one comes to the Father except through the Son, that's Jesus. He said that, I believe him, and I want you to know him as well. We are going through Proverbs chapter 3, simply matching up the day of the month with the chapter in Proverbs. So today being September 3rd, we'll go to chapter 3 in Proverbs and let's read and apply the wisdom that God has set forth for the day. There are 35 verses and my challenge to you is that you would take time, read ahead and ask God, just pray and ask the Holy Spirit, give me one or more verses that I can put hands and feet on that I can put active in my life today, that it would change my life and change the lives of those around me because the spirit of the living God is in me. Now, if you can join me in prayer, Lord, I just ask that you'd bless this time. I'd ask that you'd favor uh, your word in our hearts, that it would stick and apply, and that any issues, any challenges, any doubtfulness, any discussion that should happen, You just sort out right now because the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword and able to divide both spirit and marrow, bone and flesh. And we want the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you will, this is Proverbs chapter 3 from the King James Version. It says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and and peace, they shall be added to thee. So what do you gain when you keep God's commandments? When we read through the Bible, I consider O-I-A, the letters O, the letters I, and the letter A, for observe, interpret, and apply. So let's observe what it says. Observing, it says, if you keep my commandments, these three things will be gained to you, which is length of days and a long life. Now, it's interesting that those are different, right? Length of days, long life, and peace. And they shall be added to thee. My favorite of all of them is peace, right? Because regardless of the length of my life, absolutely without question, regardless with with regardless of how many days I live, I'm thankful that the peace of God is with me. And that might be the very thing that you're fighting today. And, and you can simply say, God, please give me peace. Please help me to repent of the things, to, to, to stop doing the things that I know are sinful. And that as you stop them, peace comes in. It replaces that void. Now, the other thing that I thought of just as, as, we, as I read this, is for length of days. So this is when the Holy Spirit speaks to me. He just spoke to me and, and gave me clarity on what these are. So length of days, that's our earthly life. Now, and long life, that's eternal life. So when we move on into eternity, when we die and we move into eternity, we, we don't die, right? You're, you're born once, you die twice. Or if you're saved, you're born once and you, you live twice. So think about that. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them around thy neck and write them on the tablet of thy heart. 
let not mercy and truth forsake thee. What's that say? Well, there's two things I should hold on to. The truth, and I know that the word of God is the only truth that we have. It's the only thing tangible. There are two things eternal, the Bible tells us, are the word of God and the souls of men. Those are our two things which are tangible in our lives that are, that are eternal currently on this earth. When we die, our spirit goes to heaven. Everything that we take time, like as we read through the Bible right now, everything that we take time to do to put this into our soul, to change our eternity with this knowledge, happens right now. That's the miracle of this. So not let mercy and truth forsake thee. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Now, I deserve to go to hell. But by the mercy of Jesus, I, I am forgiven. And by his grace, I get to go to heaven. And you can have that too. That's available to you. It says, bind them around thy neck and write them upon the tablet of thy heart. I think it's interesting that the neck is so close to you, right? Like I just, I just bumped the microphone because it's around my neck. And, and if we write things in our heart, like, do you, do you know this by heart is a good question. Do you know some scripture by heart? If you don't, this, today is a pretty good day to learn something. It says, verse 4, So thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So my favor and understanding should come for God and from man. It says, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So, evil would be... I'm I'm just going to give a driving suggestion here. If the speed limit in America, the speed limit is 55 miles per hour, and I know that... Officers, police officers, we could say peace officers because they maintain the peace. They generally will not pull you over, that is to stop you from speeding, to talk to you about it. They won't pull you over when you drive about 57 miles per hour. Now, 58, 59, they might pull you over, right? You, you, you can get away with a little bit. And, and so the Spirit of God in me tells me, do I really need to get away with a little bit? And the answer is no. Like if God's pressing on you, the answer is no. I don't want to get away with a little bit. I, I want to be right before my Lord. And so because of that, when things are good, I don't speed. Now when things are bad, I speed. It's, I mean, it's, it's that simple. It's very convicting, like especially when I talk about it, because I, I do speed from time to time. I don't, I don't like intentionally, I used to just intentionally drive, you know, way, 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 way too fast all the time. This currently is just absence of thought, right? And, and so if I was praying and asking the Lord, like, well, what, how fast should you have me drive? I would drive the speed limit always. Right, and so God, please forgive me for that, and um, and I just pray for anybody who's convicted by it that you you give that in a loving way that they would draw them close to you. All right, let's continue. Do not be wise in thine own eyes; fear the Lord and depart from evil. Oh yeah, so departing from evil would be the the where I say I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to speed anymore. I'm going to stop that. 
right? And for the greater good, I mean, if, if people are running around speeding, you get into accidents more frequently. Like there's a speed limit because the, the accidents are reduced at that time. So anyway, let's move forward. Verse 8, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Now this is really interesting. Blood comes from marrow. And so if you do what is right, there's almost a promise here. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Now navel is it's, a, it's literally the umbilical cord, which is, is interesting, right? Because as a, as a baby grows, it's fed by the umbilical cord. So if we were to think about that, health, health to that which supplies nutrients to you. Isn't that amazing? See the connection there? Okay, let's move on. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first, the first fruits of all thine increase. When I read this, I think, uh, if I've ever been given a gift, like let's say um, someone gives me a birthday gift for, uh, let's say, $10. Well then, according to the Bible from Genesis, we know Abraham gave one-tenth of what he had to the Lord. And so this new gift, this first fruit, this, this gift that I've been given, if I take 10% of it and give it to the Lord, it would be honoring to the Lord. And so with these first fruits of all nine increase, it says all. So you do with that what you will. I know what I do with it. Verse 10, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Chastening is correction. It's not intended to be hurtful. It's intended to stop you from becoming hurt more. It's intended in love. So I have, I have children and I love my children dearly. And if I see one doing something that would cause them harm, I say, no, dear, please stop. And if I've taught my children well, they'll say, yes, dad. Okay. And they'll do it with a good attitude. And that's the same thing. When God tells me to stop something, I should say, yes, father, with a good attitude. And that's a good thing to practice and train yourself up in each and every day. God loves you. This correction is because he loves you. So it says specifically in the end of verse 11, neither be weary of his correction. He does it because he loves it. Well, here, here it says, let's just read it. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. So the correction comes because he delights in you. What a glorious, beautiful picture. Verse 13, happy is the man who findeth wisdom and the man that gaineth that getteth understanding for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver. So it's better than money and the gain of it is better than gold. Happy is that man that findeth wisdom. You know, just by reading the Bible each and every day, you can put wisdom into your soul and that wisdom can lead you and guide you and protect you all day, every day, all your life. But just like eating a meal, if I stop eating, right? Some, some people will stop eating for a long time. Sometimes that's in countries where they don't have enough food. We call that starving. And if you've ever seen someone who's starving, they look malnourished, they look sick. 
right? They look weak. They have uh, weakness that's obvious. And, and this is what we look like when we spiritually stop reading God's Word. You stop praying. You stop reading God's Word. You just dwindle off. You look malnourished spiritually. Now, the enemy knows that and can take advantage of it. So there's a reverence of me saying, God, I love you. Like, if you are deeply in love with your significant other, your husband or your wife, if you're deeply in love, you enjoy putting effort and time into that relationship. And this effort and time makes the relationship sweeter. If you ever meet someone who's been married for 50 years, amazing, amazing that you could spend 50 years loving your spouse. How do they do it? Well, they spent time together and their love grew stronger and sweeter over time. This is the same as our relationship with God. Our love for the Lord should grow stronger and sweeter over time. It's the reason that, uh, like if, in my case, I feel more convicted on little things than I ever used to on big things. So big, I'll, I'll make a contrast. Big things to me, when I first became a believer, when I first accept Jesus as my Savior and Lord, a big thing was like, I don't steal from my employers anymore, right? Like, what a, what a wretched thing to say. And I'm sorry, I've, I've gone back and asked for forgiveness of that uh, to those employers. And, and as they forgave me, I, they were rather shocked, right? I was doing this because I loved the Lord and I wanted to be honest. And if I had to go to jail for it, I just, I just it was worth being honest and not having the guilt to me. And maybe it is to you. And so that was a, that was a big thing back then. Now today, in, in a moment's notice, I just have this thought like, oh, I should have paid more attention to that. And the weight of the thought, right, it, it, relatively insignificant in the big picture. But the weight of the thought was of just this, you know, two seconds that I didn't pay attention was like, Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And there's a tenderness in that, right? Like a little child. A little child um, will say sorry so innocently and so lovingly that you can't help but just say, I forgive you. I love you. And this is the same as our relationship with the Father. God says, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for saying you're sorry. Right? And, and this, is, this is just... I, God bless you. I hope, I hope, Lord, I just pray. If I've babbled, I pray that this makes sense by the power of the Holy Spirit to whoever would be listening. Let's continue. She is more precious. This is verse 15. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared to her. This is wisdom personified. Length of days are in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Now, these aren't riches like money, right? We've already talked about the difference between wisdom's value and silver and gold. So, honor and riches. Verse 17, her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all of her paths are peace. Have you ever just done something and thought, you know, that I didn't have, I didn't have peace about doing that, right? A classic example 
um, if you've ever run a screwdriver, moved a screwdriver, and you're pushing that screw into the screw head and, tw and twisting it, and you're like, man, if I slip, this is gonna go right into my hand, and then slip, and it hits your hand and pierces your skin. You had a moment where you thought, I shouldn't be doing this. That is the absence of peace. So where this says in verse 17, and all her paths are peace, the absence of peace. This is where the problem comes in. So we should look for the peace. Like, so if I responded in that moment to the pushing of this screwdriver, and I thought, I shouldn't do this, and I stopped, God protected me, and the, the injury, the accident, didn't occur. That's what a loving father does. He's correcting me, but he does it gently. I can ignore him if I want. I have free will. Like, he's not going to force me into anything, but by being obedient to the thought in my head, I am protected. And this is a peace that you can have in your life. Verse 18, she is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, and by understanding he hath established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. I love that. You know, the dew, well, let's just move on. I just love that one. Verse 21, my son. Let them not depart from thine eyes and keep sound wisdom and discretion. Do you know this word describes wisdom and discretion? So keep sound. That's, this is meaning consider the wisdom that you use in a proper way. Now what, is that, what does that look like? Well, if I have wisdom that the speed limit is 55 and my wisdom from experience tells me, hey, I can get away with going a little faster. You are using this as an opportunity to sin, right? You know you shouldn't do it and yet you do it anyway. And, and every time you practice that, your ability to hear the sensitivity of the Lord, the gentle, loving, kind voice of the Lord, loving kindness voice of the Lord, it decreases. This reminds me of this old, this old story. So I, I think this was an old Chinese proverb. I'm really not sure, but you'll get the picture. If, if a man has two dogs and one dog in the right hand and one dog in the left hand, and he only ever food feeds the dog in his right hand. The dog in the right hand grows stronger and stronger and stronger. And the dog in the left hand grows weaker and weaker and weaker. And so at some point when those two dogs get in a fight, which dog will win? Well, it's the one that's being fed, right? And if I practice in my soul the, the feeding of the sensitivity of the Lord, the feeding of my spirit, the connecting of my, my spirit with the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, then I become stronger spiritually. And as darkness comes around, I am able to discern. Now, I love this. I love how this fell together because it specifically said, keep sound wisdom 
and discretion. So if I have sound discretion, it's because I have purposed to have sound wisdom that go together. So they shall be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Now you don't deserve that grace. That's a gift. And what a glorious gift it is. Verse 23, then thou shalt walk in thy way safely. Remember, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So now we're walking in the way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. And when thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. I won't be afraid when I sleep. And when thou shalt lie down, thy sleep shall be sweet. All of this comes because of keeping sound wisdom and discretion. And so, Lord, please, wherever I have failed to do this, forgive me and restore me that I might keep sound wisdom and discretion. Thank you for that. That's a little gift. Thank you. Verse 24, when thou thyst, or verse 25, be not afraid of sudden fear and neither of the desolation of the wicked when it comes. This sudden fear, right, when we're paralyzed by fear, that is not the Lord. So think about this. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So fear comes generally by confusion. I'm confused because I don't know what's going on around me. And because of that, I'm afraid. But if I know that the God of the Bible, the God of the universe, is in control over every single situation and circumstance in my life and around the, li the world, around the lives of everyone, if I know and trust that he is in control, then there is no reason that I should be afraid because the God who loves me, who corrects me lovingly, will protect me. And you can have that too. Verse 27. Withhold not good from them on whom it is due, and when it is in the power of thy hand to do it. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give, for when you have it with you. You just do what is right, right then. Get it done. Get the work done. Be efficient. If not, it's a sin. Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth securely by thee. Do you try and help your neighbors? You know, I'm not saying do your neighbors try and help you. I'm, I'm, I'm not asking about that. I'm asking about your personal responsibility to love on your neighbors and to make a difference in their lives. Verse 30, strive not with, uh, with a man without cause if he have done thee no harm. Don't pick fights for no reason. That's my observe, interpret, apply. Envy thou not the oppressor and, and choose none of his ways. This is like particular presidents or countries around the world right now. Verse 32 for the froward is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. This is, uh, okay. So the froward, that's, frowardness is leaving that which you know is wrong. It's being crooked. So there are people who claim to be Christians, part of the, the Catholic Church. And the Catholic Church as a whole believes that abortion is murder. That's a belief. As a Christian, I believe abortion is murder. You're, you're killing a human being. And so that's wrong. Now, the froward 
who make this way crooked, a froward person will say, well, I'm a Catholic, but I believe abortion is okay. You are crooked. You are froward in what you're doing. And the warning's coming, right? God, God is patient to give a warning. Choose none of those ways. So he's saying, you, being a wise son or daughter of God, don't do this froward crookedness. For the froward is an abomination that's absolutely disgusting to the Lord. You know, in Isaiah, it tells us that an abomination is like filthy rags to the Lord. And the word, those specific words, filthy rags, are literally like menstrual cloths. They're blood-soaked menstruation cloths. That's how disgusting frowardness is, crookedness is to God. And so it should be to me. If I'm crooked in my ways, it's disgusting. And, and when the weight of that sinks in, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to sin anymore. I don't want to speed anymore. I just want to be an honorable, loving person because God loves me. And, and your neighbors will see that. It'll reflect in your relationships. It'll change the lives of people around you simply because you're like, I don't want to be that way anymore. Verse 33, the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesseth the habitation of the just. If you are living a just life, he protects you. Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he gives grace unto the lowly. You need to know what a scorner is. So a scorner specifically is someone who takes and practices this boastful, mocking, deriding, tearing down scorner. Someone who just does this destructive work. They, they don't build up relationships. They tear them apart. That's what a scorner does. And so surely he scorneth the scorners. God takes care of them. But he gives grace unto the lowly. Now the lowly is simply just the poor, the humble, the afflicted, the meek. You know, meekness is simply strength under control. So when I hold a little baby, it's, it's within my ability to hurt that little baby, right? The strength that I have as an adult, any adult, does not me personally, any adult. But meekness is using all of that strength to protect that little one. And that's what we're called to do, to make a difference in the lives of those around us. Verse 35, this is the last verse. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall come, shall be the promotion of fools. So fools will have shame. Shame is, is it, it'll just follow them, right? So you, when you receive that, just look back and say, stop, I don't want that anymore. Now, if you've been hanging out with me this whole time, you're like, well, what is the application for today? I love, this is a very common verse. I love verse five and six. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. There's one more. Be not wise in thine own eyes and fear the Lord and depart from evil. You know, those three verses, if you literally put hands and feet on those every day, you've got a changed soul. Amazing. Amazing gift. So that's my challenge to you. See if you can't put hands and feet on verses 4, 5, and 6. Possibly 
the Holy Spirit's given you a separate verse that you can apply in your life. And you know what I'd love? I'd love if you were willing to put a comment in below and say, this is the verse that I'm applying today. This is what changed my view on things today, right? I don't want to be froward. I want to be a truther, whatever that is. If you would share that with me, I'd appreciate it. And if this has blessed you, would you send it on? Would you share it with somebody? Would you send it, you know, forward and on to them and say, hey, this really helped me and maybe it'll help you. And that way the podcast is growing and promoted for the purpose that all would come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord. Remember, Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And no one comes to the Father except through the Son. Hey, God bless you. Have a delightful day in the Lord. You've got to stay the way.